The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block, Austin Norman and Eric Strickland with you, but we turn our attention to our Owl VIP line where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. We welcome in Andrew Alex of 24-7 Sports out in Blacksburg. Andrew, two weeks to go in the regular season, a week to go before Thanksgiving. What's what's the vibe around ACC football right now? <laughs> Guys, great to join you here. And the vibe around agency football is always a whole lot of questions to be asked. Uh, you know, two teams will make the championship. One of them, we're pretty sure at this point, is going to infect it certain at this point. It is going to be Florida State. They continue to roll. But on the other side, you have Louisville coming up. Uh, you know, big matchup coming up for them in North Carolina. Virginia Tech, not technically mathematically eliminated, though the jury is still out as to, you know, whether they actually would deserve to be in it. But I don't think we got to worry about that too much. And on the other side, a whole lot of teams that even this far into the season, there's still a lot of questions surrounding. So I think it's going to be a very interesting league of agency football, that for sure. Let's start with the North Carolina team you just mentioned. Strick and I went back and forth on, on this question. I'd love your opinion. Who is this North Carolina-Clemson game bigger for? Clemson to say, hey, we're still here. You got to take us seriously in the ACC. Or North Carolina as it tries to take that step into making the ACC championship game? You know what? I'm going to say the game is bigger for Clemson. Just so far as... I don't think... Many people have too much faith in North Carolina, and I don't think that this game would move the needle all that much. And if they win, it's a down Clemson, but you know, you take the 10,000 foot view, and at the end of the day, the, the story on Mac Brown's tenure to this point is a lot of talent in the room, a whole lot of letdowns year after year after year after year. A team that's going to come in preseason ranked every year and almost certainly miss expectations. For Clemson, you know, a loss is just another notch against them. And I think you guys as Nebraska fans know that, you know, when you're at the top, everyone is, you know, grabbing at your ankles trying to bring you down, mm-hmm. right? But you can go down a little bit and still climb your way back up. But the further down you go, the harder it is to make that 
Yeah, but I'm not, it's not like Clemson's taking any huge hits in the world of recruiting or anything like that. But a loss here in what will be Clemson's final ACC game of the year would mean an overall losing record in the ACC for a team that over the course of the better part of the last decade was not just an automatic trip to the ACC championship, but an automatic victory in the ACC championship. So I think getting a win over a team in North Carolina that has a lot of talent and, you know, more so than anything else, one of the top two, three pro quarterback prospects in the land will be big for Davos when you to build morale because the big thing I worry about for Clemson, right, the players on that roster are all signed on with the expectation that they came to Clemson to play for national championships. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly are now going three and five in the ACC. That's when we might have to start talking about quit mode and mm-hmm. players you know, headed out the door. And that's when bad could turn to worse for Davos, Sweeney and the Tigers. Now the situation is that great, but we know college football so much of it is about optics. And uh, this is a big optics game for Davos, Sweeney and the Tigers. Our audience was split on this too. You mentioned Clemson playing its last conference game of the year before the non-con tilt with South Carolina. What do what do ACC fans uh, think of the SEC version of that? You know, where they're playing in some cases a cupcake in game number eleven. Do, do they think that's the SEC sticking its nose up at the rest of college football, just trying to be different, or do they understand it in ACC country? I mean, you know, obviously there's going to be different people with varying opinions. I take the kind of realist point of view, right? Where if I'm Alabama and you're playing the gauntlet in conference play, and you might even schedule yourself a moderately challenging game at the beginning of the season on national television. You don't necessarily want to add anything to that. It's putting that, you know, you're going to have your bye week, and then you're going to have your de facto bye week. It's for a team like Alabama. It's going to be their game against Chattanooga. Get healthy before the Auburn game, and obviously the goal is obviously to go further than that college football playoff uh, or major bowl game in the it makes sense that if you do have a weaker SEC schedule, it looks a little bit weaker. But I mean, we—I think we talked about this the three of us on this show before. It's like Michigan. We always talk about Michigan's non-conference schedule being patty cake, and it is. But if you know that your entire season comes down to the Ohio State game at the end of the year, and any potential competition that you face outside of that could just be a, a negative match in your resume. Like, why would you, right? So I think that should all change, and I'd like to see that change as we expand the college football playoff. Where two losses, if they're quality, uh, you know, could very likely get you in going forward. I'd like to see more high-quality non-conference matchups for these SEC programs uh, and less patty cakes. But for the structure of the way things are right now, I don't love it. It's not great for entertainment value, but if I was an SEC coach, I might just do the same thing. We're talking with Andrew Alex of 24-7 Sports here on our Allo VIP line. Nebraska sits at 5-5, five and five, and there are four teams in the ACC. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... 
the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. See Andrew that are either one or two wins away from bowl eligibility. Uh, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, and of course, your beloved Virginia Tech Hokies. As you look at those four teams, how many of them do you think make it to bowl season and how many are done after game 12? All right, well, you know, I'll start it up. I think Tech makes a bowl game. I really hope Tech makes a bowl game, but, you know, in my analytical part of my brain, I also believe that they will. North Carolina State at home tomorrow. I'm actually in Blacksburg right now. That's the game I'll be attending. Uh, I do that one as a toss-up. Vegas has Tech as the favorite. North Carolina State, for you folks in Big Ten country who don't get the opportunity to watch ACC football as much as I am blessed and privileged to, <laughs> it's Iowa, but in the ACC. Oh. They have the least points scored and the least points allowed in conference play and a 7-3 and three overall record to show for it, one of those losses being uh, a non-conference tilt against Notre Dame. So, Virginia is going to be the best defense, Virginia Tech. I think so far, I believe that North Carolina State offense, who is excuse me, moved to their previous starting quarterback, who has been relegated to backup, who is now back to being the starter, because the backup is air quotes redshirting for the rest of the year to save his eligibility. Yeah, I hold my breath if you're someone who uh, I wouldn't hold my breath if you're someone who thinks he's going to end up back in state next. Year. That could be a toss up, but final game. The University of Virginia, two-win team. Now, granted, they might be the feistiest two-win team in the country, and they took Louisville down to the wire. Now, granted, that was a Thursday night game, and we know how weird those Thursday night games can be, but Tech will make it. Uh, Syracuse, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, they, it's just not a great football team, <laughs> and I saw that when they played Virginia Tech, right? But in that tilt, I like Georgia Tech to come away. Brent Key, who actually took over as the interim coach last year for Georgia Tech, was able to keep the job. Georgia Tech is one of the more challenging schedules year in and year out in the ACC. Number one, because their locked matchup is Clemson. And number two, because they have to play Georgia in the non-con every year. I think they're a better football team than Syracuse, though. I think they come away with that one. Uh, Lastly, did you say we got Georgia Tech, we got Syracuse, we got Virginia uh, Tech. Was there another team? And then Wake. That Wake is the said? last one. Notre Dame and Syracuse oh. for Wake Forest. Oh, yeah, Wake Forest. Wake Forest isn't going to make it because they need two wins to get there. Mm-hmm. They'll lose to Notre Dame. That'll eliminate them. Uh, so it comes down for Syracuse whether they can beat Wake Forest, and that is a game that I wouldn't recommend anyone watch on television. <laughs> but uh, – I like Wake in that one. So I, I think Wake actually keeps Syracuse from bowl eligibility. Uh, yeah, now, not that many spots for the ACC, more wild cards for everyone else, I guess. We have plenty of those do not watch, steer clear, you know, by all means necessary games in the Big Ten. Before we let you go, Andrew, the, bowl, the bowl eligibility goal between Wisconsin and Nebraska this week should be interesting. Tough one for, for old Big Red there last week. Maryland would have been the gettable game, but you got to hope they get Wisconsin this week because. Uh, we all know how tricky that Iowa game can be. 
uh, huh? Michigan State the week before that, and then Maryland, now the five and five bowl eligibility bowl, like you called it. I do want some thoughts from you, Andrew, through you know a week and change of uh, ACC basketball play. Anything standing out to you, positive or negative? Uh, ACC basketball play, you know, overall, you know, we're still in too early to tell mode, especially in this day and age in college basketball. It, it was enough, especially with the teams on the high end of the ACC, where you're switching in freshmen every year, you know, that are at the top of their class. Now we're doing that plus transfers for the middle to low tier teams. Uh, you know, I still have a lot of faith in Miami. I think that Pitt could be a trickier team than I thought they would. Uh, Virginia Tech, unfortunately, I saw them lose to South Carolina. They might leave a lot to be desired. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, though, um, my analysis from prior to the season kind of remains the same, that you have a very small handful of teams that I think are sweet 16 caliber and then a whole lot of mediocrity in the middle. Now, mediocrity in ACC terms isn't that bad, and I still think that they could send seven teams to the tournament. But of the 14 teams in the conference, you know, it's going to be an all-out brawl dogfight come conference play, you know, between teams like a Virginia Tech and the Florida State. And, you know, I could go on and on and on. So I'm looking to get the tea leaves. It's, it's easy to devalue conference play, but at the end of the day, that stuff counts on your resume at the end. So I'm looking to see how these teams do. When Bubble Watch comes around, we're not going to be forgetting about November, December. It's going to be the make or break. We sure won't forget about him. Andrew Alex of 24-7 Sports with us. Andrew, enjoy your feast week. Watch plenty of good hoops. Here's to the Hokies getting bowl eligible. Hope to talk again soon. Yeah, I guess next time we'll be talking. It'll probably be a little uh, ACC championship preview, and I'll be excited. Austin, the listeners of Nebraska, have a great Thanksgiving, guys. Always a pleasure, and uh, I'll catch you on the flip side. There he is, Andrew Alex, double A with us on our Allo VIP line, brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. That's a lot of teams fighting for yeah. just a few bowl spots there, Stricky. Yeah, just to get a get a look and, and get a sniff of it. But there's uh, there's a lot on the line. I think it, it all means something, and this is the time to uh, uh, get behind your team and root for them to, to make it mm-hmm. see where you land as far as the bowl committees are concerned. Stricky's been doing his Big Ten Plus thing. One more game left to call. Jay Foreman doing his Big Ten thing today, so we'll step aside Cross it over with a DP in the building. DP and I will take you through the first hour of old school before Jay joins us. But we'll send the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland, off into the weekend in style to wrap up on the block next. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.